Beaumont Health researchers want to know if two common drugs could be combined to treat COVID-19. One drug, ketamine, is an anesthetic. The other, naltrexone, is used to treat opioid addiction. In lower doses, they can modulate the immune system and reduce inflammation. Dr. Matthew Sims is Beaumont's Director of Infectious Disease Research. He says the drugs could help patients in later stages of COVID-19. As it moves on, as it progresses, you get into what's called the hyperinflammatory phase, where the disease progress is less about the virus itself and more about how your body is trying to deal with it. And it's this hyperinflammation that seems to be part of the, the key problem in COVID-19. Uh, you get inflammation in the lungs, you get inflammation in the blood vessels, that inflammation of the blood vessels leads to clotting. You get inflammation of the heart that leads to carditis. Um, there's all sorts of inflammatory problems that you can get. One of the ways that various studies have looked at treating this is to knock out pieces of that pathway. What we really wanted to do was find something that was immunomodulatory. In other words, it lessens it, it controls it, without being really immunosuppressive, where it lessens it to the point where you're vulnerable to other infections. Okay, so this isn't a cure for the disease, just a, a, a way to perhaps reduce some of that inflammation and pain that goes along with it. Right. Well, so, you know, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to use the word cure here, right? So, you know, we're never going to get a magic pill that if you give it, all of a sudden the virus is gone from your body in the space of hours. It's just not the way these things work. There's different ways to, to fight this uh, infection. And, you know, remdesivir, which is the one that just got the EUA uh, from the FDA, that's an antiviral medication. It works by interfering with the virus itself replicating. But, you know, from that study, it really seems to shorten the impact of the virus, but it didn't necessarily help save lives. That's something they're still looking at. What we're really looking to do is to prevent people from going from that early viral phase where you just feel kind of lousy and also make them feel better but to prevent them from going to the part where their life is at risk. If their life gets at risk, to give them additional medication to pull them back to where they're safe. Which patients will be part of this trial? So there's two different uh, arms to the trial. So the first one is uh, a fairly standard randomized controlled trial where we take the patients who are not yet requiring a lot of oxygen. So they have to be on only about six liters of oxygen or less. And they get randomized to either get naltrexone or a placebo. Because when you're looking to find out if a drug works, you have to compare it to something. And when you don't have a standard treatment, you have to compare it to placebo. But because we know that the people who do progress are in uh, danger of you know, getting intubated and potentially losing their lives, if the naltrexone alone isn't enough, or whatever the study drug they get, because it could be placebo, isn't enough to hold them, if they progress to needing higher levels of oxygen, they automatically get put on the ketamine as a rescue drug. And that's done without a placebo. The second arm of the study is for the people who already are requiring a lot of oxygen when we fi first find out about them. And they can go on to what's called an unblinded study, where they just automatically get naltrexone and ketamine um, to just see if it's going to help them. Um, and that's not compared to a placebo. So it was designed this way to give us the most flexibility 
um, in terms of both being able to prove what we want to prove and potentially be able to help patients who are really sick without the risk of them, you know, not getting an effective medication. And good research does take time, as you've indicated. So how do you resist pressure to come up with something fast uh, that uh, may or may not work? Um, you know, you have, to, you have to take your time and do things right. So, uh, you know, for this study, the SYNC COVID trial, which is the naltrexone ketamine trial's name, we came up with the idea. My partner, Dr. El Jossum, uh, who uses these drugs regularly in his practice uh, as an uh, addiction medicine specialist and a, a pain physician, knew all the research behind how immunomodulatory these drugs are. And so he came up with the idea, brought it to me as the researcher, and, you know, we wrote this uh, uh, quickly. I, I, I wrote it in, took about two or three days to get it all down and whatnot. And then we had to go through several steps. We went through scientific review at Beaumont. Then we went to the IRB, um, which is the ethics board, to review it for safety and ethics. And then we had to submit it to the FDA. And that took time. So each step of the way, there was more people looking at it making sure that it looked like it was designed right. And everybody, every step of the way, gave us the approval. And then once we had all those approvals, we were able to move forward. So, again, there are there are policies and procedures in place to keep you from moving too fast and just trying something. But in the face of an epidemic or a pandemic, um, you know, when patients are getting admitted to the hospital and we don't know how to treat them, and, you know, some of them are getting worse. Some of them are dying. You know, doctors are trying all sorts of things that are not being done as research. They're just being tested. And, um, you know, you can only get so much data out of that. You can only, if it works, you'll, you may never know it. If it doesn't work, you may never know it because it's not being done in a standardized research protocol. And that standardized research protocol is really what it takes to find out if something is actually an effective treatment or not an effective treatment or even dangerous. So there is, it sounds like, maybe a little bit of a sense of let's throw something against the wall and see what sticks with some of these. There there definitely is that. I mean, you've got to remember, the, I mean, thousands and thousands of patients admitted at hundreds and hundreds of hospitals across the country. That's just in the U.S. People are trying all sorts of things because... You know, not every hospital has the capability of starting up a research trial from scratch. Companies had to take their time to get things right also. So while there were a couple of companies sort of ready to go with their product, like the remdesivir trial, a lot of them, you know, took took weeks to get ready. Um, and so now, by the, now that we have all of these studies ready, of course, the virus is coming down because of all the public health uh, procedures that were put into place, the shelter in place, the closing of schools and closing of, you know, non-essential businesses, things like that, which have helped tremendously to control the virus in the population. But everybody's expecting, unfortunately, that there'll probably be a second surge. And um, so we'll be ready to deal with that as it comes.